one of the ways that I personally feel like I've grown as a person as well as a professional is just from the people that I have met along the way. You can learn something from every person you meet. Welcome to Wiser Conversations podcast. I'm Dina Ladd, the Executive Director for the Missouri Cures Education Foundation. For the past 10 years, I've been focused on protecting and promoting medical research in the state of Missouri. And during this time, I've met amazing researchers and scientists and entrepreneurs. Seven years ago, I started the Women in Science, Entrepreneurship, and Research events. The purpose of these events is to connect women all around the state to each other to share their stories, their challenges, and opportunities. So I hope you enjoy the Wiser Conversations podcast, which really highlights the work of women in science, entrepreneurship, and research. Joining me today is Lisa Nichols, CEO and co-founder of Technology Partners and the host of the Something Extra podcast. Welcome, Lisa. Well, thank you, Dina. It's good to see you. Well, I, I know how busy you are, so I am absolutely thrilled um, to have your time today and talk to you a little bit about entrepreneurship and all of the other great things we're going to discuss. Um, so tell me, growing up, did you always have an interest in the tech field? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Um, I grew up in a really small little town in Western Kentucky, Dina grew up as an only child. My mom and dad just, I, I'm so blessed because I grew up with a very loving family, uh, faith filled family, great values. Uh, my dad actually was a plant supervisor and, but he also owned his own business. So he had a side hustle. He had his own business, um, an HVAC and electrical contracting business. And so he he retired, I guess, early, if you will, from the corporate world, but he continued to work in his own business. He worked till he was 84 years old oh, in his own business. Amazing. He's an inspiration. My mom worked outside of the home until I was born. And then I laughingly say when I was born, I became her job. <laughs> <laughs> Well, being a mother is hard work, as you know. It is. And, you know, I look back on it and boy, did she sacrifice. I mean, she just, she put me at the center, uh, which I'm not saying that's the best thing to do. uh, But she did, you know, she was there for me. She just made sure that I had every opportunity. And so I'm very, very blessed about how I grew up. But no, I really had more in high school. I had more of an interest in music and medicine. And that's really what I was thinking I was going to do something in medicine. I've got my own word for pivot, Dina. I've decided I think that's being overused. So I'm like, what other word could I use? So I say I swiveled. I love it. (laughs) I swiveled when I was in college and I ended up getting a degree in accounting. Oh, nice. So my, at that time, boyfriend, two years older than me, now my husband, Greg, was in school and had declared his major as accounting. And so he's the one that talked me out of medicine and said, go into accounting. When we graduate, we'll start our own accounting firm. Then we ended up getting into advanced theory and tax and all these very high level um, abstract kind of classes with accounting. And he's like, you know, I don't think I like this anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to go into computers. He ended up going on and finishing his accounting degree, but decided he didn't want to practice accounting. But I did go on and we both got recruited by McDonnell Douglas here in St. Louis. That's what moved us from Kentucky to St. Louis. We were both recruited. He he had a career there as a software engineer. I was in corporate accounting. So we did that uh, for, yeah, we worked in Fortune 500 co companies for the first 10 years. And then, so Greg was really the one that obviously moved the needle for me to say, no, we need to do something in technology. Technology is going to be big. And, you know, I think we bet right, Dina, because if you just think about technology, my goodness, it has changed the game. Well, it sounds like you got your entrepreneurial spirit from your father, and then your husband, along with you, realized that the tech field was, you know, really where it was at. And so you started Technology Partners, you and your husband. And so as a woman, was it challenging? I mean, I know you had your husband too, but, you know, I think I read it was, it was challenging for you to secure a line of credit. And do you feel that female entrepreneurs still have a lot of challenges as they start businesses? We have made a lot of strides, but one of the common hurdles that women founders have to overcome is access to capital. That is the number one hurdle that they have to overcome. But I'm happy to say there's, there's, we've made a lot of progress in that, that world because of people like, and I'm sure, Dina, you know all these people, but Mary Jo Gorman and Jennifer Allen and Maxine Clark started a Prosper Fund a few years ago that was to, you know, help fund women entrepreneurs. So we've made a lot of progress, but yeah, there's still definitely challenges. Access to mentors has been a difficult challenge for women. And I think about my own career, I had amazing mentors Dina, but they were all men. And I think part of it was because there weren't as many women in leadership. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of women now that are paying it forward. And, uh, you know, I could, you're one of those that's, that's helping pull other women along uh, with what you're doing with your, with your conferences and obviously this podcast. Um, but there's Wendy Henry, there's um, Artie Sharma, Shannon Half. I mean, there's so many women who um, are reaching back and pulling other women forward. But yeah, it's still definitely, we've got a long way to go, but we are better off than we were 26 years ago. And I always say, when we started 26 years ago, there just weren't as many resources as they are there are now, Dina. You know that there's nine innovation labs around Missouri. Mm -hmm. that an entrepreneur can go to and, and get help, you know, as they're growing their business and accelerating their business and, and help with finding capital, help with finding mentors and, and people to help with the different functional areas and the different skill sets that you need. Yes, I have to agree with you. And, you know, those innovation centers around the state um, so as you said, we do the women in science, entrepreneurship and research events all around the state. And those innovation centers have been so supportive of WISER. And we partner with all of those, uh, the Missouri Technology um, Innovation Center in Columbia, the E-Factory in Springfield, which is run by a woman, Rachel Anderson. And so I, I think since we started WISER, I've seen a lot of movement and women coming together you know, to really support each other, which is mm -hmm. so 
important. And I have to say, I mean, you are never one to hesitate to connect and support other women. I think you're known for that, Lisa, to really lift up other women. And you stated, I feel like as women, if we are not lifting each other up and not promoting one another, we're not doing our job. So tell me about some of your professional development programs that you've been involved in. There are, are a lot of them. And, and I will, I'm going to tell you about a few, Dina, that are not specific to women, but you know, for women that are looking for those, there are some that are specific for women. So I've been in YPO, Young Presence Organization. Um, I would think probably for maybe the last 15 years, and that is women and men, but you can find your tribe there. So I've been very involved in a young presence organization and, and the whole mission of young presence organization is better leaders through education. So, you know, that they're, they're helping leaders. Um, I'm also on the board for CEO forum, which is a, an organization, a national organization. Now YPO is international. There are YPOers all over the world. CEO Forum is a national organization of CEOs. And again, it's men and women, but I have found my tribe there. There's Jose Zilstra out of New York. There's Cheryl Batchelder, the former CEO for Popeyes, that I can call if I need help or advice. Um, But there are some ones specific to women. There's St. Louis Forum here, and you have to be recommended for that. So that's not something you could just go sign up for. But if you are an executive and you want to find out more about that, see if there's another woman that you know that is a part of that. I think there's maybe 250, 300 women in St. Louis Forum. I just spoke recently for the Professional Women's Alliance. And I, that seems to be an awesome place where women can collaborate and kind of find your tribe. Um, I know last year or the year before I spoke for, there's a national organization called Athena Leadership for Women. And St. Charles has a chapter, an Athena chapter. In 2015, Cindy Erickson was the CEO for American Red Cross. She and I started a group called Rooted the Rooted Sisters, and that's more for the spiritual side of of you. Artie Sharma is um, a friend, is a VP at uh, MasterCard along with Dana Lorberg, and they have started, there's a Women's Leadership Society within MasterCard. They've started a mentorship program. Uh, Bear has a women's leadership within Bear. So I would say make sure that you're looking at that too if you're in an organization already. We'll say in the science and research realm, you mentioned Bear, and and their women's group is called Wise, and so you know, and Mellencroft has one, and down at the Washington University Med School and the um, Tech Transfer Department, Nicole Mercier's done an amazing job bringing women together. So it's been really fun to watch over the years. More and more women's groups get started, and working together. Um, I think it's I think it's really important very important. I do. And, and Dina, I'm sure you have too. I've talked to so many women though, that they're the ones that started it. So I say, if there's not something like that already in the organization, you be the one to step out and say, what would this look like? Lean into women who've already done that and find out what did you do? How did you get this started? Um, but be the one to step into it and, and say, we need something like this, you know? And so you don't have to sit and wait for something to come to you. 
You know, another thing I, I love that you're involved in is uh, workforce development. Uh, you're involved on the state level, the national level. Uh, you were part of the Governor's Innovation Task Force. So what needs to be done uh, or what programs need to be implemented to move Missouri forward? Two years ago, the Brookings Institute had had done a study across all the different states and looking at the curriculum that is being taught in high school. We were one of the very few states, I think there were only three states that did not require coding. Now, it was us in Arkansas, and I can't remember now, it's been a couple years since I've looked at that study. I think one of the things that we need to do, there needs to be more collaboration between the private sector and education to say what bear <laughs> mastercard enterprise what are the skills that you're seeing for the future and how can we align our curriculums where our kids are going to be prepared for the jobs of the future i think there needs to be a lot more work in that area and we we've probably made some progress on that dina i don't know but i just at the time i was just thinking how sad you know that we're one of the three states that aren't requiring this when we know if you if you talk to MasterCard, if you talk to Enterprise, all of them, they're they're considering themselves technology companies. It's not a credit card processing company anymore at MasterCard. They say, no, we're a technology company. And so we definitely need to be training our kids. One other thing, and I'll just, I'll just mention this because I'm very, very proud, very proud of our team, very proud of the partnership that we have. But last year in 2019, we launched a technology leadership experience. This is basically taking that, those high potentials in an organization and saying, how can we build a leadership muscle? Because I tell you what happens. Here's the studies and here's the research, Dina. So the average age that a technology person is promoted to a supervisor is 27 or 28 years old. But they do not get any leadership training until they're in their 40s. <laughs> There's a 19-year gap there. So, you know, you take your smartest technology person and you say, okay, now you're going to be leading this team, but they've never had that leadership training. So we launch in partnership with ONA, we launched the technology leadership experience. And this is really teaching core competencies like agility and business acumen and client orientation, collaboration. How do you have influence in in the organization, you know, how do you lead change in an organization? These, what, what might be considered soft skills, but we're calling them core skills. These are core skills that need to be taught. It sounds like an amazing program that more companies should implement because like you said, everyone's so busy doing their job, but you forget to train them on their, on the leadership skills. So Kudos to you. That that's amazing. So, Lisa, I know that philanthropy plays a huge role in your life, and so um, share with us some of the organizations or projects that are near and dear to your heart. I watched my mom, really, my whole entire life. I watched her give of her time, treasure, and talent, and so I think that was already in my DNA. But because that was in my DNA, I recognized that in my husband too. And when we dated, that is one of the things I fell in love with him. Many things, many things that I fell in love about. But one of the things I fell in love with him about is 
you know, he really had this concept of doing more good by doing well. So the whole idea of having our company was if our company can do better, the more we can do good in the world. We decided, you know, we really need to put some governance around what we give. I mean, what, what are we going to give to What is our heart? What is the DNA of our company? And we came up with the acronym LIFT, Lives Impacted, Futures Transformed. So that is our corporate social responsibility program. It really does connect the dots. The better we can do as a company, the more we're going to be able to do in the world. Don't you think your employees love that? Because, you know, you're you're working hard in this company, but they also know you're going to be giving back to the community. Absolutely. Yes, I they do. I think people... Innately, I think all people, Dina, want to make a difference. They want to make an impact. They want to know that what they do matters. They want to know that they matter. It gives them the ability then to really connect back to say, hey, we're going to we're gonna be doing some good out there. And I just think people want to be connected to something bigger than themselves. So yeah, some of the organizations, there's so many, but some of the organizations, YWCA is very near and dear to my heart, eliminating racial um, discrimination, uh, helping women that have been abused um, get back on their feet. So that's a YWCA mission. The Little Bit Foundation is an organization we support. I don't know if you know about them. Amazing work they're doing. It's really supporting children that that they may need new socks <laughs> or they may need eyeglasses. There's a lot of different organizations that that I love. Independent Center is one. You know, Allie, our youngest. Yes. And in fact, I was waiting for you to mention that. <laughs> I know. Well, that well, I'm just trying to think in my mind. All there's a lot of different ones, but the Independent Center, as you know, is a center here that supports people with mental illness and their families. And my goodness, Dina, this has been a year that wow. has been so hard on so many people, and so it's definitely their services are needed. So the cool thing about it, Allie actually won Dancing with St. Louis Stars in 2019. So they are doing a virtual event this year. She's competing for the champion of champions that will be on January the 23rd. And um, if people don't know, I think you're going to ask me about maybe the podcast. Yes, that's my next question. You're not getting away from from me without (laughs) having you talk about your something extra podcast. And I was so honored to be on your podcast. And the goal is really to promote leadership skills. So Tell us how it started and tell us about your success with the podcast. We started the Something Extra podcast in 2018. And really the precipice for it was our youngest daughter, Allie. So if people don't know about Allie, Allie is our youngest. She she has Down syndrome. So I say all the time, Allie clearly has something extra. Scientifically, she has an extra 21st chromosome. That's what makes her Down syndrome. But once you get to know Allie, she has got so many other something extras, like extra joy and extra intuition and extra servant. I mean, she's a servant leader. I could tell you so many stories on that. She she loves to help. We are wanting to put more leadership out there to help people. It's really to help people and help people on their career ascents and their journeys. Everybody has a journey. And so we came up with, well, let's let it be the something extra. And it was really based on Allie, you know, the precipice for it was Allie, but um, it has just been so much fun. And I know that you've enjoyed yours. I, I tell people all the time, it's probably been one of the funnest things I've done in my whole career. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I'm a big growth mindset person. I always say, if you have a healthy growth quotient, 
you can move your needle on your EQ or your IQ or anything else that you want to move the needle on, but it's that propensity to grow. And so one of the ways that I personally feel like I've grown as a person, as well as a professional is just from the people that I have met along the way. I learned something. I learned something from you, Dina, when you and I are together, you, you can learn something from every person you meet. So, I absolutely agree. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's been an honor doing the Wise for Podcast, and every woman that I interview, I am just in awe. And Lisa, I have to thank you. It's been such a pleasure today. I know how busy you are, and thank you so much for taking the time to be on Wiser Conversations. Thank you for joining us for Wiser Conversations. This program is presented by Missouri Cures. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Missouri Cures. Dan English is the producer of Wiser Conversations. Please like and rate our podcast. Until next time, stay well.